0: Our sermon text is our epistle reading from 1 Peter chapter 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Now what? I mean, we had Easter, we had the big pinnacle celebration of the church here, and really of all history. Now what do we do? The temptation is, well, we've done Easter, now let's move on to something else. Something better, perhaps something more applicable, something different, something a little more relevant. That's not how Easter works at all. You see, the gospel, the good news that God sent His Son to die and to rise for you, that you would be forgiven, that you would be called into His family, that is not something that we move beyond. It's not like the gospel, the death and resurrection is step one, and then after that we move to other things. No, we begin with the gospel we live in easter and instead of moving past it we actually just move deeper into it deeper into the promises of and the application of what god has done for us in jesus christ see we're called not just to celebrate easter once a year but to live as easter people in our series that we're starting today we're calling it easter living we're looking at the question, what does it look like to be Easter people? How does Easter connect with my everyday life? And we're going to be going through the book of First Peter. Because if there's anyone that knew something about Easter living, it was Peter who was there for the first Easter. Peter whose life was totally transformed by the resurrection of Jesus. And as we just read right before the sermon, we heard his opening words to the church. See, Peter is writing to a church that is experiencing tremendous persecution. He's writing about 30 years after the resurrection of Jesus. It's towards the very end of Peter's ministry. He's writing from Rome, where within a year or two of writing this letter, he will be killed for his faith. Is writing to a church that is facing that same kind of persecution and what he calls them to is hope uh, not just uh, well i hope that someday things get better but he calls the church he calls you and me to a living hope and hope is kind of an abstract concept oftentimes We see it as something that we can't quite see, we can't quite grasp, but the way Peter speaks about it, he speaks of hope that it's our story. So I want us to think a little bit about our story. So I've got a blank notebook here. I want us to think, if you were writing your story, what would it look like? What would the main events, if you were actually writing down the story of your life, what would the main events be? We would probably start with a little bit about, about our birth and some about childhood. Parents, to be honest, not as much as we would think, because we don't remember nearly as much of our childhood as our parents would like us to. All the cool things they did, all the sacrifice, all the fun, uh, that uh, gets a little bit in here. Uh, But then we get to the good stuff. Then, you know, we we get to uh, the highlights of our lives. Adults, we get to uh, maybe the the part where we get to our high school trophies, right? Our great achievements, uh, those t-shirts that we just can't seem to get rid of because they, they mark the good days, the good times. We have to have a couple chapters devoted to all of that. And then we have chapters of maybe those joyous moments of life, the the births, the celebrations, the promotions, the moves, new opportunities. But we also have those things which are challenging. Chapters devoted to relationships that are broken or deaths that we've experienced. Difficult seasons of life, diagnosis. And oftentimes those things tend to change the whole rest of the story. It colors the the entire rest of the pages. Oftentimes we can look at our life, look at our story and say, I don't know how there's going to be a happy ending. I don't know how this is going to turn around. I don't know where this is going to go. Whether it's our failures, whether it's the circumstances of life, the difficulties that we faced, oftentimes we want to end up putting that right on the cover, the title of our story. Or if not that, then maybe it's something about how we triumphed over adversity, uh, the different achievements, the accomplishments that we have made. I mean, what's the title for your story? For me, the first thing that came to my mind if I were writing my story, the title would be You Can't Have Hair and Brains Both. That's something that my grandpa used to say. Granted, he had a full head of hair, so I'm not sure if it's actually true or not. But the reality is, when we're thinking about writing our own story, who's the main character? Well, it's me, of course. I mean, it's my story. It's my life. I'm the one that's involved in, in, in all these pages. And when we're the star of the story, when everything's about us, why well, I, I got to make, make myself look good. And so i got to explain away any, anything that I did that wasn't great or, or ignore this and really... Um, play up uh, the, the things that I faced that made it excusable for whatever choices that I made. Right? And we can become so convinced in our own stardom, we think, I, I'm writing this story and th- they're gonna make it into a movie, right? And so who, who's gonna play me, the main character in the story, when, when they inevitably make this into a Hollywood blockbuster? Uh, for me, my first choice to play me would be Denzel Washington. Uh, because he's just a fantastic actor. I mean, the backup would be uh, Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, But we become so convinced, this is about me, and so I've got to have a leading person uh, be the star. Because this is my story, and it's about me. And here's the problem If I'm the main character of the story, if all these pages are about me, I already know the ending to the story. Eventually, the story ends because I die. And yeah, there may be an epilogue, a little bit of a legacy left afterwards, but if that's it, where's my hope? the story is about me, if it begins and it ends with me, if all the in-between is about what I do, we don't have hope. See, this is why when we turn to 1 Peter, we see a different type of a story. Yeah, the book may be named after him. But Peter is not the main character of his story, much less the book of First Peter. See, when we open up 1 Peter, we, we would think, alright, if Peter was writing his own story, he's got plenty of material to work with. I mean, he gets his own nickname from Jesus himself. Peter the Rock. I mean, that, that's what I would put as the title of the story. Peter the Rock, the one who, who confessed you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter, the one who walked on the water when all the other disciples were in the boat. Peter, the, the, one of the core disciples who saw the transfiguration of Jesus, who was in the garden of Gethsemane. Peter, the one who stepped into the tomb first. And Yeah, he would probably have a chapter explaining how he pulled the hamstring and that's why John really made it to the tomb first. Uh, yeah, he would probably have a, a chapter or two explaining what he was thinking when he denied Jesus. Explaining that away. Saying, "Oh, anyone would have done the same thing in the circumstances. Maybe overlook the fact that right after he confesses Christ as Lord, Jesus turns to him in the next scene and says, get behind me, Satan. Yeah, maybe we'll just, we'll just put that as a footnote somewhere. Uh, it's not really important. No, Peter in the Gospels doesn't care about putting himself in a good light. Peter in his epistle doesn't make himself the star of the story. Because of the resurrection of Christ, it changed everything for Peter. Listen again to to the first words of His letter, and notice who's the one doing the action. Who's the main character? Who's the star of this story? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven. For you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. God is the one doing the work. It's according to His great mercy. He has caused us to be born to a living hope. It's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have an inheritance that never fades. You who by God's power are being guarded. You see, Peter is writing a totally different story of his life than what our world, than what Hollywood, than our own kind of blockbuster story would seem. See, Peter looks at his story. He crosses out Peter the Rock as the title. He erases The focus on him because he realizes that his story, his time on earth, is one page of his story. His birth, his death, his success, his failures, his denial, all of that is here. Because the story of Peter begins in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Because Peter's life, Peter's story is not about Peter. It's about God. The main events of Peter's story are God who creates, the God who sustains, the God who calls his faithful people, God who sends his son to die, to rise again, that Peter may have hope. See, Peter is writing this letter towards the very end of his life to a church that is experiencing persecution and he invites them into a living hope. He tells them that, that yes, though now for a little while we may suffer trials of various kinds, but they are not the ending to the story. Peter will be martyred for his faith and we would think that would be the last page, but the reality is That's just a part of chapter 2. And at Peter's death, God simply turns the page. Because Peter's death will not be final. His resurrection, because Christ has been raised from the dead, that's the next chapter of Peter's story. It's the beginning of the great story in which every chapter is greater than the one before it. The new creation. C.S. Lewis uses that imagery at the end of the Chronicles of Narnia. The great story in which every chapter is better than the one before it. That's why Peter has hope. It's what it means to be Easter people, to live with hope. is to know that our time on this earth is not the whole story. No, it is but a chapter of a greater story that God is telling. See, the main events in your story are not what you have done, but what God has done for you. The main event in your story is the death and resurrection of Jesus is for you. That you are forgiven see, those parts of our story which we think cloud everything else, our failures, our shortcomings, they're forgiven. They aren't even in that God's story because they have been washed clean in the blood of Christ. The other difficult chapters, the, the trials that we face in this life, the grief and the death, they're not the whole story. They are a chapter. And when God flips the page, when He calls us home to Himself, when He invites us into the great story which every chapter is better than the one before, we realize that sin is gone and grace continues. That death is no more, but resurrection reigns. The conflict is over. Reconciliation remains. That is the ending to the story. The title of Peter's story isn't Peter the Rock, Peter the Great, Peter anything. The title of Peter's story is Jesus Wins. The title of your story, of your life, has nothing to do with you. Is that Jesus wins. The insert your name here story. Jesus wins. He's the star. He's the main character. And we hear that and we still think, yeah, but I want to be played by Denzel. I I, I still I still want to be the star. I, I still want to be the main character. what peter is inviting us into what our savior jesus christ is inviting us into is a living hope because when we are the star of the story there is no hope what god does by raising his son from the dead by inviting you into that story through faith is god rewrites the ending to your story When death would be the end, God simply turns the page and adds chapters and chapters and volumes and volumes that will never end. Through eternal life in Jesus Christ, that's the inheritance that Peter tells a church that is facing death, hold on to that. Or rather, that inheritance is going to hold on to you because unlike the things of this world, it will never fade. It will never spoil. It will never end. That is your story. See, that's what it means to be an Easter people. Is we have a living hope that changes our lives. It changes the ending of a story and it changes every chapter between because God is the one who's doing the work. They've been thinking about this quite a bit this past week. Not just because I was preaching on it. Because I was coming to this text in First Peter, I was uh, celebrating this Easter looking for hope. W- one of my uh, friends uh, from when I was DCE in Missouri uh, died last Saturday. Uh, and according to my estimation of how the story should have gone died way too young. She had just retired. Uh, she was a public school educator for 40 years. And my time as DC, she served uh, before and afterwards and all during as our Sunday school superintendent. Every Sunday she was there making sure our kids were fed with the word of God. And the way the world would write that story is a life cut too short. A life that, that missed out on the best offer. I mean, she didn't even get to enjoy her retirement really. She got sick, and instead of spending the weekends on the lake on vacations doing all that, she spent every Sunday teaching children. Which any of y'all that have taught Sunday school know, that's not the easiest thing in the world. There's no vacation. And the world would look at that story and say, man, we are missing the best of what life has to offer. And yet, my friend Mary never saw it that way. Because she'd been brought into a God who rewrote the ending to her story. She knew that, that her cancer, her illness, was simply part of one chapter in the story. It did not end her story. When she died last Saturday, as we celebrated the resurrection of Christ, we knew that her story was not over. You know, the title of her story was Jesus Wins. And so her husband, her sons, all those who grieve, all those children she taught over 40 years can have hope. Because she used her time, this chapter of God's story of her time on earth, not just to enjoy this page, but that others might enjoy eternity with God. God will work through her to rewrite the ending to the story of countless children who heard the word through Sunday school. That's living hope. Yes, it's knowing the ending to our story. It's knowing that the the trials, the struggles of our life are, are temporary. They're one part. And when God flips the page, when He calls us home, That's when the true story begins. But living hope is also knowing that this chapter, that these pages of our time here on earth do matter. They are not ultimate, but God can use you and me as we speak his life-changing word to rewrite the ending, the stories of the people around us as He calls them into this living hope, this inheritance which never spoils or perishes or fades, which is kept in heaven for you through your Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until He calls you home. Amen.